Welcome everyone to this celebration of Nirvana Day 2022. I'm going to start our talk by sharing some readings. The first reading is from the Great Nirvana Sutra, or Scripture. In every situation, constantly meditate upon the idea of the true self, the idea of the eternal, bliss, and the pure. Those who, desirous of attaining reality, meditatively cultivate these ideas, namely the ideas of the true self, the eternal, bliss, and the pure. Those who do so will skillfully bring forth the adamantine jewel, just like the wise person. The second reading is inspired from my by my friend Greg Sloan. When you see beyond yourself, then you may find peace of mind is waiting there. And the time will come when you see we're all one. And life flows on within you and without you. Lay down all thoughts. Surrender to the void. It is shining. It is shining. The Beatles. That last scripture or song is uh, one that was composed by uh, John Lennon after he had been studying the Tibetan Book of Changes. And when he mentions the void, the void was a very popular term back in the 60s for shunyata. But we know that shunyata is not meant to be understood as something that is negative or you know kind of pointing to a non-existence but rather that it constitutes ultimate reality the undifferentiation of which all apparent entities and distinctions and dualities arise in oneness so there's a couple key thoughts i want to share about this day and the meaning of this day um, in our liturgical narrative, uh, it always falls in February. Um, on the 15th is the day. And as I mentioned to some of my students last night, because Buddhists are not meant to be fundamentalists or literalists, we don't worry too much about the calendar. We know that most of the liturgical cycle is based on the cycles of the moon, a lunar calendar. So we allow for some friendly deviation. So I want to share with you four, five points altogether. What is the meaning of the Great Nirvana? So the Great Nirvana, the narrative is, is that Buddha, after teaching for many years and reaching old age, he goes to a house for a dinner where he was invited and he eats some food that turns out to be poisonous. 
Now, whether this was intentional or accidental, no one knows for sure. We do know the Buddha had many people who were trying to cancel him because of his teachings, especially the teachings that said that all are equal by virtue of their Buddha nature. So point one is that in, in the, the great vehicle scriptures, notably the Maha Parinirvana Sutra, Parinirvana is described as the realm of the eternal true self of the Buddha. And the thing is, when we talk about this and we use these words, we have to remember the descriptions will always fail us. And it's the experience that matters the very most. Words and stories are just witnesses. Hopefully always pointing us into a deeper reality. The second point is the idea of nirvana as cosmic rest. So what does this mean? Well, I don't think it means so much rest as we normally think of it, which is usually when we're exhausted and tired, we then seek rest, sometimes sleep. So I don't believe this was the meaning of what Shakyamuni was teaching. What I think he was teaching on a deeper level was to rest from the constant human struggle to become. In other words, the constant human struggle through doing and having, or through not having, not doing, that somehow we can achieve some sense of perfection. I believe that the Buddha's call and the meaning of nirvana is something much deeper and much more important. And when we learn to live and love out of our true selves, then we know that rest. In our uh, book commentation, it calls us to this it calls us to celebrate the joy of just being. And out of this joy of just being comes a desire to share this with all other beings. As it says in our Book of Common Meditation, we are to seek and serve the Buddha in all things, in all of creation. We are to bring oneness out of diversity, wholeness out of brokenness, and eternity out of time. The third point that I want to talk about is the way the Buddha's teaching refers to the mystery of the one body of the Buddha. So this understanding is, is that when we refer to body or form, there are three ways that we should understand this more deeply. The first is to understand what we might call the Dharmakaya, or the ground of being. When we take refuge in the Buddha, 
this is what we are ultimately taking refuge in. And when we take refuge in the ground of being, then naturally arises in us a way of living fully. Living fully out of the embrace of the eternal and no longer constrained by the chains of time. The next way of describing the body of the Buddha is the Sambhogakaya, or the heart of being. And this is the Dharma, which is to love freely and bring healing from the sense of separation. And finally, the Nirmanakaya, which is our very personal being. And this is refuge in the Sangha. And here we learn to give completely and courageously express the oneness of all life and all its variety. The fourth point is that in the glorious liberation of the Dharma, as we say in our precept ceremony, we are the children of the Buddha. We are freed from the uniquely human struggle to become, and we learn to just be. And that is nirvana to me. And that was the great nirvana of the Buddha. For me, Shakyamuni opened a new dimension of life that we can awaken and know and live out of oneness and that oneness lives in us and we live in oneness and therefore we are never the same the fifth point is his call the call of the Buddha even on his dying day was to enter into a new frontier of consciousness a consciousness that frees us from all of our earthbound boundaries and opens us into a boundlessness that is beyond self-consciousness and leads us into an unending universal consciousness. So the message in summary of the great Nirvana is to learn to just be. We express this in our meditation and we express this in our love. And finally, as we say in the liturgical play that is found in our precepts book, The Morning Star, when asked by those who were coming to see the death of the Buddha, which according to the stories included not just throngs of humans, but included animals and birds and even trees. My beloved cat Basil is sitting here listening to this Dharma talk. And one of the things that I love 
and some of the portrayals of the great nirvana is that everyone is weeping. Everyone is crying because the Buddha has passed. And it is said that only the cats who attended did not cry, but rather they abided in just being. And finally, when some of them would come and say, where is the Buddha? Each would respond, I am Buddha. I am Buddha.